0: Welcome, you're listening to Lan Asari's podcast, the founder of God's Tabernacle Church in Ghana. As you listen, may you be blessed immensely. Um, Hallelujah. Um, Let's quickly pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Father, we ask that you take control of our lives, take control of our thoughts our desires, our actions, our very beings, the things we hold most dearest. Even the hidden things in our hearts, we ask that you take control, Father, as we're about to have this time in your presence. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit into our midst, send your angels into our presence, Father. Bless us, guide us, lead us in accordance to your perfect will. Lead us in accordance to your word for us, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving, amen, hallelujah. Um, so you're welcome to Sunday life service with me, Pastor Lan, and um, yeah, um, it's been a while since we've had a service, you know, the whole corona has. The whole corona season has really disturbed um, our service and our ability to meet as a church, as a people of Christ. So, you're welcome back to another Sunday service, and I pray that God blesses you in this time. Um, I'm going to be preaching from my book, uh, which is about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be teaching nine effects of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be going through nine effects of the Holy Spirit on our lives. And um, let's quickly go into this. Uh, the Bible says in Galatians 5.22, it says that, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm reading the Amplified Version, it says that, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, peace, patience, an even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So, what the Bible is trying to show us is that, you see, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life as a believer, there are certain things that happen to you, there are certain things that change about you. You know, the Bible speaks about many times where people were anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about how um, Saul in the Bible was anointed and he became, he even became a prophet at the point he was prophesying with the prophets. There are so many people that were anointed in the Bible and the, the anointing is the effect the Holy Spirit has upon you. So when the Holy Spirit comes into a person or comes on top of a person and the power is being manifested, it comes as, it comes as, as the power of the Holy Spirit. So it comes as the anointing. So there are certain things that when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, there's this, they change about you. You become a new person, because the Bible even talks about how Saul was changed into a new person when the Holy Spirit was put on him you know because back back in the back in the day, the Holy Spirit could not be uh, put in us, so he was put on top of us you know so yeah, so there are certain effects that when the Holy Spirit comes into your life you you, you see or it changes you or it starts to appear, so I want us to go through several points and I know that definitely this knowledge is going to cause some form of salvation in your life. Amen. So I'd quickly like to go through these. Um, so you know from, from from the scripture from the Galatians five twenty two it says that but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy. And it, it continues, so the first point that we 're going to look at is love. so you see the Bible talks about how the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, meaning that the the effect which the the Holy Spirit has within you or what he causes to be within you is what is love. you know so you have to understand that um, love is something that in our world has been perverted and Changed and twisted into many, many things. People have changed love to be um, sexual activity. You know, people talk about how, oh, I am, I'm in love with this person, so I have to have sex with this person. But that's not, that's not the epitome of love. You know, the Bible even describes love in First Corinthians 13 and talks about how love is is not selfish. Love is kind. Love is selfless. Love love doesn't hold grudges. Love doesn't do Many things. Love is not taking a girl to your bedroom and sleeping with her. That is not love. Love is not confusing a young, uh, a young person who clearly does not understand what life's about, and then you take advantage of their emotions and all that. That's not love. You know, you find people, oh, I'm in love with this person. Oh, then how do you know you're in love with this person? Oh, because, you know, I feel something within me when I, I see this person and think, that's not necessarily love. <laughs> That's just a chemical reaction happening in your body. Amen. You know, so that's, that's not love. love. Love is in the form of an action. Because, you know, even the Bible says in John 3 verse 16 that um, when God loved the world so much, what did he do? He gave, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So, you see, love is not in the form of, an, of, of, of a feeling per se. Love is actually in the form of an action. Because when God loved the world so much, he gave... He didn't say, oh, I love the, the world so much, I love you. Or telling the world, I love I love the world so much, I love the world. No. But you see, the Bible says that when God loved the world so much, what did he do? He gave his only son. Now, you see, one of the signs of, of true love is that you give. Because, you see, true love gives. Someone who claims to be in love with you gives. You don't even have to ask for it. They give. You know, so that that's one of the signs of love, and they don't just give, but they give their best. That's one of the signs of 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 true love. Love gives. So when someone claims to be in love with you, it will not be a struggle for them to give you or to give to you. Amen. So you see, so so one of the signs of love, and you see, like I said, love is not necessarily a feeling. Love is in the form of an action. You express love. You understand if you claim to love somebody you express it so love is more more of the form of an action than a feeling it's an expression of of something amen so when you when you truly love someone you don't just say oh I love you no you express it in an action you know so uh, so because God loved the world so much he gave Jesus Christ to die for us that what that we should not go to hell but we should have salvation amen so so that's that's god's Love to us. That's God expressing his love to us. So if, if you are claiming to be in love with someone and you are not able to express that love in the form of an action, then it's not really love. Because, and, and look, um, girls especially, because um, I find that, that girls are, are more emotionally attached in relationships and girls fall in love more. Amen. Or they have the feeling that they're falling in love more. So one of the things girls need to realize is that um, guys know what they want. From the beginning of the relationship, a guy knows what he wants. You don't need to force him to, to tell you what he wants. If a guy doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, he will tell you that, look, I don't want to be in a relationship with you or I'm not ready for a serious relationship. And don't expect that that relationship is going to transcend over time. It's not. Look, usually guys already know what they want. And a lot of guys already have an idea of someone that they want to marry in the future. Or they already have an idea of someone that they are looking to marry. So if you are in a relationship and you are just there hoping and thinking that, oh, this guy will one day change and this guy will one day love me, or this guy will one day take me seriously, or this guy will, will definitely become, will, you know, will definitely get married. You are just dreaming, and honestly, you are setting yourself up to an eventual hurt, because you will be hurt, because people, look, especially guys, do not really change, and one of the things you learn about marriage is that people don't really change. They actually sort of get worse, because um, somebody who was messy, When he gets married, he'll be even more messy. So the things that when you even marry the person, expect that the things you have seen before the marriage (laughs) are going to be multiplied or they're going to become exponential in, in the marriage. So the problems you have with the person in the relationship, you have to understand that, look, if I don't like this and I can't deal with this now, I cannot deal with this when we get married because this will only get worse. Many people do not change. Many people, most people do not change in marriages. They rather get worse. They rather get, you know, bad at at whatever you have a problem with. You know, so you have to understand these things when you are entering a relationship. And coming back to the love that uh, I want to talk about. So, so this is more of um, brotherly love and the love we have for one another. One of the effects of the Holy Spirit. And one of the best effects is actually love because God is love. So, so what happens is that when the Holy Spirit causes you to receive love or causes you to be able to love, what happens is that you are getting closer to God because God is what? God is love. Amen. And so I want, us to, I want us to look at a particular scripture, Romans 5.5. 5. It says that, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out. Into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So, you see, so this is an indication that the Holy Spirit causes us to receive the love of God. Okay, so this, this is one of the best indications of love. And this is, and you see, when, when I stated the fact that because God loved the world so much, what He gave His only Son, you see, love is in the form of an action, like I told you. So, when, when, when the Holy Spirit has spread the love of God, in our hearts, what is happening is that the Holy Spirit has shown us that uh, what Christ did on the cross for us is the ultimate sign of love towards us by God. Amen. You know, So the Holy Spirit causes love to be a part of you. And you see, once you have received the love of God, you can also give the love of God. Amen. Because you see, a lot of people don't even know what love is. So they give what they think or what they perceive is love to a certain extent. So you find people in all kinds of sexual entanglements and and calling it love. But it's not love. Love isn't when two people enter a room and then have sex and then they come out and then, oh, we're so in love with each other. Because, you see, sex actually causes a, a certain chemical reaction in the body and releases what people call the happy... Um, the happy feeling, or whatever, there's a certain there's, there's a certain chemical that's released in the body after sex that causes you to be extremely happy, and that particular that particular chemical it actually sh- uh, strengthens bones. So that is why when people have sex, usually they get attached to other people. It's because of that particular reaction that's happening in their body, you know. But there's also a a, a, a spiritual reaction, you know that something also happens in the spirit when you when you actually um have sex with somebody you know there's a spiritual attachment as well, so you must be very careful and very particular about uh, the way you you express love and the way you think you're expressing love because it's not like that amen it's not what you think you think that oh but we are just you know making love and no you're not just making love you're actually doing more you're actually connecting yourself in the spirit so Let's say you've had sex with about 10 people. You Basically, you have attached your spirit to 10 different people. You know, you have just attached yourself. So you're going around attaching yourself, attaching yourself, attaching yourself. Obviously, there are spiritual consequences to such an action. Do you get it? So you have to be careful about how you express your love. Because this love of God is what is shared abroad by the Holy Spirit, not the sexual love. But the love of God and the love that 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 transcends um, chemical reactions and other things. Okay, so I want us to I want us to, to 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 open our eyes, to open our minds and our understanding to what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives, because the Holy Spirit. One of the things He does in your life, and you see the purpose of this message. You see, I I I. I When I started writing this book, I remember I received a vision from God, and one of the things that happened in the vision was that I was shown um, a scenario about the Holy Spirit. I was shown a a particular scenario, and in the scenario, I noticed that, um, okay, so let me just take you through the vision. So in the vision, I I was looking at what was happening, so it was a doctor that was operating on a on a patient it was it was just an open it was a big open room like an empty room but i noticed at the corner of my eye that there was a generator that was that was in the room it was at the corner of the room and was connected and fully fueled, you know so i think that all you had to do was like maybe press a button or turn a key because you know most generators that's how you put them on but i remember that the generator was just ready to be sparked if it needed so the doctor was operating on on this patient and and i could tell that it was a life and death situation without the procedure, this patient would have died. <clears throat> so what happened was that the doctor was operating and after a certain point, um, the the power cut out. You know, in Ghana, there's a lot of light off and it used to be worse back when I received the revelation. We used to have light offs almost every week. So um, the, the power was cut off, light off. And then suddenly the doctor became confused and he didn't know what to do. The patient was dying on the table and... Eventually, the patient died because the doctor didn't know what to do. And I remember I was just thinking to myself, ah, all the doctor had to do was put on the generator. That was at the corner of the room. And when he put on that generator, the patient who was dying would have lived, you know. But the patient did not live because, you see, even though the doctor knew, because, you see, in the vision, I knew what the doctor also knew. So, in the vision, the doctor knew that that was a generator. He knew that it was a generator. But he didn't know what the generator could do. And he didn't know that all he had to do was uh, press a button or turn a key. And then when he does that, the generator will will put on the power and he will receive power and be able to save the patient. Now, when I got out of the vision, um, um, I prayed about it because I didn't understand it. And God showed me, God started to speak to me what the vision meant and what the vision involved. So God told me that, oh, in the vision, it represents... Uh, so the doctor basically represents... Every Christian, like the basic Christian and how we're living, and the patient describes the the patient describes our our living or how we live our lives or our journey as Christians, and the generator represents the Holy Spirit, so what God was trying to show me was that as christians we we, we go through a lot of life threatening situations, you know periodically, time after time, and sometimes almost every day. And the thing is that as we go through the situation, sometimes things, external forces come into play and light off, power out. We get confused as Christians. And because, you see, we know that the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, but we don't know what the Holy Spirit can do. We don't know what he's about. We don't know what he's capable of doing. And as such, when such situations happen, we fail. So God was showing me that this is the typical Christian and how he goes through life. And how he's not able to overcome many situations because of a lack of understanding or a lack of knowledge. Because he knows that the Holy Spirit is there for him and is in his life. Because most of us grow up to be religious people. And we know that the Holy Spirit is a part of our lives. But we don't know what the Holy Spirit can do. And because of that, we fail to, to, to utilize the, the gifts and the things that have been made available to us by the Holy Spirit. Amen, so the effects of the Holy Spirit that I'm preaching about today are things that the Holy Spirit can do in your life, or when the Holy Spirit enters your life, what happens to you or what you are suddenly capable of doing and 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 receiving amen so back to um, back to the the love amen so with 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 the love like I said. Um, Romans five five talks about how the Holy Spirit has shed the love of God abroad in our hearts. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, the love of God is shed. The love of God is shed in your heart. You now receive the love of God. That's how you, you are even able to understand that. Oh, God loves me. That's how you are able to understand certain things like, oh, grace has taken over all. I, I, I survived by grace, or I woke up this morning and I and I know that it's not just because I was supposed to wake up, but because you know, there's a heavenly father that continues to give me life every day because that love of God has been shared abroad by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the, and, and there are many more things that the Holy Spirit gives to us or grants us. His effect upon our lives are uh, insurmountable. You know, so I want to take us through more, more things. Amen. And I know that you are definitely going to be blessed because it's like once you have this, this information. You, your life is definitely going to change because the Bible also states how for lack of knowledge my people perish and now the knowledge is coming to you that because you have the Holy Spirit in your life this is what is going to happen. Amen. Okay, so so um, Ephesians 13 verse 1 to 3 let me read, I'm reading the NIV version, it says that if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels Nothing. Amen. So you see, so, so in this, in this scripture, Paul is talking about how, um, love was the greatest thing. Amen. And how love changes your life. How love is, 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 is the greatest thing. And we see, Paul was actually stating that, look, if I, if, if, if I do this, I do this, all these great and good things, if I do all these things and I don't have love, then I've missed it. I have missed it, I just missed it Jonathan if you if you are given to the poor, you are given everything you have to the poor and all that, then you have missed it. you have definitely missed it because you see there's a certain kind of there's a certain kind of gifting and there's a, there's a certain kind of power that love has in your life. you see the love of God is the greatest power now I once read a book by rejoiner um I think it was the torch and the sword. And and in the torch and the sword, um, Jesus Christ was actually having a conversation with um Angel Michael, and I think it, it it was it was what was happening in the spiritual aspect of when Jesus Christ had come to earth, and the devil was about to tempt was about to tempt him in the in the garden. Oh yeah, in the garden, or in the wilderness, actually. And Jesus Christ was talking to Angel Michael, and Angel Michael was asking Jesus Christ, I don't understand why. We, we as the angels do not have permission to just restrain and restrict the devil and his forces. And you see, Jesus Christ was saying that, look, he did not come to, to rule by power, but he came to rule with love. And then he stated something that was so important. He said that, he said, love, he said power exists for love, but love does not exist for power. And I remember when I, when I read that statement, my mind was blown because I realized that, you see, love in itself is a power. The ability to love your ability to love is a power. And the thing is that people don't even understand why pastors are are loved and people give things to pastors and all that. And, you see, and it's because pastors genuinely show love. There's, there's a certain kind of love that you feel from a pastor that that, that cares for you. You know, There's a certain kind of love that's shared abroad from God through the pastor. And you realize that because of that, people are willing to give their lives. People are willing to give... Their material things, their cars, and all that. And all these things are as a result of the love. Because you see, love is a power that causes people to give, it causes people to resonate around you. And the reason why I'm focusing on love is because love is one of the greatest things, if not the greatest, because God is love. And even when the Bible spoke about uh, uh, the three things, the three important things that are faith, hope, and love, the Bible also stated that love was the greatest. You know, so you have to understand that. Love is not something that you can take lightly, and a lot of people do not even understand the love of God and the power of the love of God because the love of God has power, and the love of God gives power amen you know so so that, that so it's one of the reasons why I want us to focus on love, hallelujah, but moving on to the next point um Number two, the effect of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Galatians five twenty two, said, "But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes, is love, then joy, which is gladness." Now you see, joy is another effect of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and joy is an integral part of a Christian's life, and is very necessary in a victorious life. Amen. You know, anything that you do and you're not happy about, you you usually don't do it well. You know, anything that doesn't give you joy. You find a lot of people in in our current generation working themselves off and, and they end up being depressed. And, you know, there's so many people walking around with long faces, sadness, depression and so many things. It's because usually they are not happy and there's no joy in their lives or in what they are doing or what they spend majority of their time doing. Amen. But you realize that when you love something, you do it effortle- effortlessly. You do it without even thinking about it. You do it without even thinking much about it. And you know, people are more effective when they do something they love. Like, um, let me give you an example. Um, I, I personally love swimming. Whenever I swim, it's not something that I even think too much about. As soon as I enter the water, it's almost like I feel free. I feel I feel blessed, I just let myself go. Now, a lot of people who are working and, and I think it's something that in Ghana we don't really discuss because in Ghana we don't really grow up with a certain level of guidance and counseling. So we're not really encouraged that oh, do what you love, pursue your dreams. You know, most most Ghanaian and African parents are more like, look, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Become an engineer if you' are not becoming any of those things, you are disgraced to the family <laughs> but you realize that a lot of those doctors and lawyers and things they are not they don 't really love what they do they don 't really enjoy it. so they have a, they have a, a, a subpar life because they 're not happy about what they do they, are, they they are happy about the pedigree that the and the titles and and all that the work has given them but generally they don 't have joy and um I remember a few years ago um i was I was reading a statistic and I found out that switzerland which which had the highest economy at that time like the high, the richest economy at that time meaning that the average person was richer than 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 the average in the world you know so Switzerland had that statistic but at the same time Switzerland also had a statistic where they had the highest uh, the highest amount of suicides and depression, highest rates of suicide and depression at the same year, and it was it was just it was just astounding because you see it shows you that look, money does not necessarily mean you are happy. It does not necessarily mean you are happy because obviously they, these people had the highest economy because you can find look rich people who live in glass houses the whole house is transparent you can see through and all that they come home to nothing they come home to nothingness. No children. The children have left them. They are going to pursue their own dreams and things, or what makes them happy. And then they just come home and they have all the money in the world, but but they are not happy. They are not happy. You know, they are not happy. And 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 I actually had a friend who spoke about how she was in, she's Swiss, and she spoke about how she was in school. She was in she was in class, and she was just looking out the window, and suddenly someone was falling down, screaming. One of one of the people in the school had just jumped off the roof to kill themselves and i mean it's 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 a real thing suicide even if you if you notice the trend on social media right now you you realize that suicide has really gotten a lot of attention and and people are, are, are doing hotlines international hotlines and they are now suicide prevention tips and so many things and it's, it's because there's genuinely no joy and no happiness no gladness in people because you see there's a certain kind of joy and there's a certain kind of happiness and, and, and gladness that, that only God can give. Amen. The Holy Spirit causes us to receive a certain kind of joy. And joy and, and this kind of joy it actually solves things. You know look people who are sick people who are sick sometimes joy, happiness actually it can be it can be medicinal. It, it can actually cause you to do better in your sickness. You know, let me just read a quick scripture. The Bible says in Proverbs seventeen twenty two it says, that, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Look, if, you, if you, you see, what the Bible is saying is that a, a, happy, a certain happiness in your heart comes to you like medicine. It heals you. Look, I remember there was this test that was done, and um, I think they were testing—they either testing faith or they are testing the Christian belief. And and they took they took a, a group of Christians that were that like were praying a lot, and and so I think they tested either they were sick or they they caused them to be sick, and then they wanted to test the power of faith. And what they did was that they they they, they took two groups a christian group that was sick and another, and another group that were not christians that were not sick and then what it is that i think they tested them over a period of three or six months and in the end what, what had happened was that the christians that were praising singing praises being happy in the lord living their life as it is you know praying giving god the glory and everything they were far healthier than the the, the people who were not Um, living as Christians who were not like being happy, giving praise uh, and glorifying God and all those things. And and these were unbelievers that actually did that test. They wanted to find out. Because, you know, unbelievers are always trying to disprove the Bible and disprove the things of God. But they realized that this was something that was happening. It was genuine. The the people of faith were actually healthier. Most of them had even recovered from the sicknesses that they, they were infected with. And the people that and the people that, that were not praising and praying and, and being happy in the Lord and things, they became worse actually. You know, so so that when the Bible says that a uh, 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 merry heart, that's like a happy heart. It's like medicine, it's a true thing. So you must learn to be happy. Look, even if you are sick, be happy, even if you feel sick, be happy. Don't be there. You see a lot of us like to like you know, cower in bed and then you know put the cloth over us and, you know, squint our, our faces, give long faces and be sad and whatever. All those things usually cause you to be to, to be worse. Because, you see, the end of that scripture also says that, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. <clears throat> you know, so when you, when you lie down like that and, oh, I'm sick, and I'm not feeling too well, your voice becomes down and all that, you realize that your spirit is broken. And the Bible says that it dries the bones. So your bones become dry. So it, 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 it sort of signifies that you are becoming worse internally. Amen. So learn to be happy. Learn to be glad. The Holy Spirit gives you joy. Learn to revel in it. Amen. Uh, Romans fourteen seventeen also says that, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. So there's a certain kind of joy that the Holy Spirit gives us that you don't easily find anywhere else. You know, so there are certain things. Look, learn to make yourself happy. Recently, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's sort of famous. You know, she's actually in a couple of music videos and things. And I asked her a simple question. Are you happy? Are you happy? And she said no. And I was very surprised that she, she outright said no. You know, and I was, like, I was like, okay. And I was like, why, why do you feel like you're not happy? She was like, she doesn't really know. So I asked her, what makes you happy? She didn't know either. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I started to talk to her and I told her that, look, she has to find what makes her happy. Because there are particular things that you can cause to make yourself Happy. Amen. Because God has given us the, the gift of joy and the gift of gladness, but a lot of us are not utilizing it because the Bible says that the effect of the Holy Spirit when it comes within us is joy. So it's supposed to come automatically. But there are certain people that have sort of stagnated that. Because I even mean, the Bible says in um I think First Thessalonians five seventeen or nineteen it says that quench not the spirit. So even though the Holy Spirit causes us to be filled with joy, you can quench the spirit. You know, so, I'm trying to, so what I'm trying to, 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 to say is that there are certain things that you can do to help yourself be happy. Amen. Look, <clears throat> find what makes you happy. There are many things in this world that make, that make people happy. You can find an activity, you can find a hobby, reading. There are certain things. Listening to, listening to music is a good way to, to make yourself happy. Listen to spiritual music. Listen to, to gospel music, not these kind of worldly music that are literally talking about sex, drugs, and all kinds of things. Those things rather depress you more. Because, look, with music, there's also a spirit behind music. Aside the words, there's a spirit behind the music. So you are listening to all kinds of worldly music. And you are listening to the spirit of somebody who is just filled with, like, lustful thoughts uh, of drugs, sex. You know, so many things. And, and, it, and it affects you. Amen. You know, So don't quench don't quench the spirit. Don't quench it. Learn, to, learn to, to, to find things that make you happy. Learn to revel in things that make you happy. Don't put your happiness in people. You are not supposed to put your happiness in a person. Some of you are in, in a relationship. Because of one relationship, your boyfriend is your everything. Every day you are posting a person. If you don't talk to that person today, you cannot, be, you cannot be happy. You will see some girls, they are depressed, they are crying and things. Why? Because their boyfriend hasn't spoken to them today. Like, are you normal? Are you okay? How can you make... A person your world. When the Bible says that, do not put your trust in man. You have going to make your you have going to make somebody your whole world. So many videos have have gone viral over this 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 COVID nineteen time about people being depressed and people eh, 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 crying over 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 their their counterparts and things. And sometimes you just look at them like, hey. So you see that we the single people we don't have sense. <laughs> like is it like we have we have not seen something that's, the other people are seeing, because, you know, there's even a statement that it will end in tears. <laughs> because it's like, sometimes when you see people and you see all these young, young people who are coming up from, from from senior high school and then, you know, they're posting, I've seen so many ridiculous videos of girls posting themselves kissing their boyfriends and things and I'm like, wow. Because I know that, look, these people in about five years' time, they will not even be together. They will not even be together. <laughs> they They will just, they will just fall off. Because that's how it happens. Most people, when they enter university, their relationships all end. Hardly ever does it last. I'm not saying that it doesn't in in totality, but I'm saying that it it usually does not last. You see all these young people, and they are posting with your boyfriend, uh, 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 LOML, love of my life, um, and all these things. Love of your life. In about two years, the person will be blocked. The person will be blocked, and then uh, you don't even talk to the person. When they even mention that, hey, so... You and you and Kojo WhatsApp. up? Kojo who? Which Kojo? Ah, we are talking about serious people. We are being, we are thinking about money and things you are coming to mention, Kojo. Ah, you see, but then you were the same person all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, everywhere you are disturbing us with your Kojo love. You dare be posting love of my life. Oh my god, I can't live without you. Then you post a, a, a screenshot of your WhatsApp. Your WhatsApp uh, uh, call time with the person two hours and thirty minutes, then you put love there. Hey, confusing us. Then when you break up, then you become bitter. Then all all boys are trash. Uh, 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 uh. Seek God, don't seek this. Now you're trying to bring God inside. God is tired, though. because God has looked at you. God has looked at you when you were. Jumping on the bed, fornicating, and things. Now that the boy has broken your heart, then you go and post, eh, eh, seek God, don't seek man. Hey! Are you serious at all? Are we even safe? You know, so don't come and disturb us with your with your, eh, 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 kojo level. And then when you break up, then we have to suffer the consequences. Then yeah, you are suddenly become a poet. Then you'll be posting things that when people don't see your worth, uh, 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 don't 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 mind them. Some rubbish! That we all know that is because somebody has broken your heart. Like, can we have peace, please? Because some of those people, you need to look when you really start seeing them on your timeline. Start blocking them. Look, I'm giving you permission, as your pastor, be blocking them. Just block them. When you see something, just mute WhatsApp. You can mute WhatsApp people now. Just mute mute them one by one. We are tired of you and your poetic instances. Today you are you are a prophet. Tomorrow you are a poet. When you are doing things, ah, we are tired of all these things. Yeah. Just receive the love of God and flow. Amen. <laughs> be happy with what you have because people don't know how to be happy for themselves. They, they take their happiness from other people. They take their happiness from, from, from so many things. But you, learn, you have to learn to be happy with yourself. Now, for a lot of younger people, I, I've come to the realization that they're not happy with their current life and who they are. You, so you find people, especially the girls, trying to, you know, get more, get bigger breasts, get bigger bottles and things. And we're, we're just looking at you like, what are you, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want? Because the only thing that you are going to attract with those big bottles and big breasts are men that you just come and chop you, sugar babies and all kinds of things. Because and the funny thing is that these girls when when some of these people even come looking for them, they get offended. When somebody DMs you like, oh, hey baby, what's up? How you doing today? You look you look really pretty, like, you know, can we vibe? Then she'd be like, Hey, what do you mean by vibe? So, oh, let's link up, you know, fast. Then then they start to get offended because they are noticing that the person is approaching them in a sexual way. But what do you expect when you're posting a half naked a, a picture of yourself trying to get boys or trying to get Instagram followers, what do you expect to chase you? It's these things that you are going to attract. That's what you are going to attract. Amen. You know, so so that's, so that's it's like you are suffering the consequences of this. You see, you see how the Bible says that the effect of the Holy Spirit is this and this and this and that. The effect of you chasing big breasts and big butters is also this and this and this. People who DM you and be asking you for nude pictures. What do you expect when you post half naked pictures of yourself all over the internet? And you, they, you see they always have this, and they always have these captions like, um, know your worth, a woman of, of virtue. What, what, what a woman of which virtue? What kind of virtue is half nakedness? i have never seen any kind of virtue like that. I don't know which kind of virtue that you are flowing in. But. The Bible does not describe any kind of virtue that is half nakedness. So please, if you are going to post your picture, just post it and then so that we can all block you. Post your thing. Um, just post, look, I'm flexing my body. Like me or don't. Then we understand, aha, uh-huh, we don't like the body that you have posted. Block. Oh, that may be confusing us with all these <clears throat> nice things. You see some caption, the caption is so long. I mean, all these things. And you see, it's just, it's just, it's just for internet fame internet whatever but the thing is that your spirit is dying within your spirit is dying within but you are doing nothing about your spirit, you have invested so much on your online look but you have not invested in your spirit your spirit is so thirsty, your spirit is so dry, so hungry because you have filled your body you have filled your online look but you have not filled your spirit so let joy found in you. The joy of the Lord be be found in you. Amen. Because the kingdom of God is not just meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So please, Christian sisters, those of you who are bearing Christian brothers to those of you who are bearing the title Christian, please, we are begging you, don't come and confuse us on your pages. You have written Christian there, but when we look at your profile, we know that you are not a Christian. Because have posted all kinds of things. You see a Christian, then they have posted smoke, uh, all these shisha and things, and blow the smoke. I don't know what they want the smoke to come and fill our screens or whatever. Then they posted it. Then you go to the proof and you see Christian, and I'm like, wow, wow. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing Jesus um smoking, like smoking shisha and then puffing it in my face. Wow, you know. So we have, to, we have to learn how to live right because the Holy Spirit has been made available to us. The Holy Spirit and His effect have, have been made available to us but we're not living right. We're not living in it. Like just like the, the vision I shared with you. How? Because the, the doctor didn't understand what the generator could do. The patient died. Let's live right as Christians because now we understand who the Holy Spirit is in our lives and what He can do. So we must not allow ourselves... To be put down. Amen. Finally. Let me quickly go through number three. And I'll end today's service. I hope you are blessed. To be in church today. Amen. So number three. Peace. Galatians 5.22 says. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The work which his presence within accomplishes. Is love. Joy. That's gladness. And Peace. There's a certain kind of peace that you can only get from God. Look, the Bible says in 2 Timothy one verse seven, it says that for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Look, there is a spirit of fear. There is their spirit of fear. Look, fear is not a feeling. Fear is not a, it's not something that just comes to you. Fear is a spirit because you see the Bible is even the Bible is identifying that spirit. You see, the Bible didn't say that for God hath not given you. A spirit of fear. No, but it says their spirit of fear. Meaning that there is a spirit of fear. There is a particular spirit of fear. And the Bible is saying that God has not given us that spirit, but God has given us their spirit of power and of love and of what? Sound mind. Now that sound mind, look, you see people now, oh, Charlie, me right now, I'm, I'm looking for peace, peace of mind. That's what I'm into. You You, you talk to some people, oh, so... Um, how are you doing? Like, what's up lately? Oh, Charlie, I'm just vibing in my corner, you know, you know, looking for my peace. And i like, hey. the way people are, are, are talking about peace and things, sometimes, sometimes you don't even understand where they're getting these things from. What kind of peace are you talking about? You know, because there's 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 a certain kind of peace that only God can give you. Only God can give you. Let me read. Let me read a passage. Mark 4, verse 37 to 39. It says that, And a furious storm of wind, of hurricane proportions, I'm reading the Amplified Version, arose, and the waves kept beating into the boat, so that it was already becoming filled. But he himself was in the stern of the boat. That's Jesus Christ they're talking about. So, but he himself was in the stern of the boat, asleep on the leather cushion, and they awoke they awoke him and said and said to him, "Master, do you not care that we are perishing?" <laughs> and he arose and rebuked the wind and to so he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, "Hush now, be still and the wind ceased and there was there was an immediate great calm of a perfect peacefulness amen you see there's a certain kind of Peacefulness that only God can put in your life. Look, some of you are troubled. Some of you are going through so many things in life. Today, I pray in the name of Jesus that may you overcome every storm, every power, every principality that is trying to cause you to perish in the name of Jesus. It is gone. I pray that I pray for you that just as Jesus Christ rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea that be still, peace, be still. I declare and decree in your life today that every storm, everything that will cause you to perish, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I declare to every situation, every circumstance, that be still, peace, be still. You are blessed. You, you will not perish in that situation, but because of the grace of God upon your life, you will overcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, so there's a certain kind of, of power that God puts in your life there's a certain kind of peace that God gives you some of us we, we tend to put, inadvertently put ourselves in certain situations and it's very difficult for us to come out you know, sometimes you make foolish decisions I remember I've made so many decisions that sometimes I'll be in my room my head is hot, I'm thinking about the consequence of the decisions and things and I'm like, hey, Charlie, why did I go and say this why did I go and lie about this why did I go to this place, why did I do this thing But you see, only God can give you a certain kind of peace. Maybe your heart was broken by someone. Only God can give you a certain kind of peace. Look, maybe you applied for school and and you didn't get through. Maybe you applied for a particular course and your grades were not good enough. Now it's like your life is finished. I'm telling you that only God can give you a certain kind of peace. You receive that peace in Jesus' name. Look, whatever situation you have gone through, you have lost money. People have stolen from you. Uh, uh, you have, you are, you are, you are, you have, you have a particular illness. Whatever situation you are going through, I pray in the name of Jesus that God grants you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's pray, Father. In the name of Jesus, we come before you, Father. We thank you for this time in your presence, Father. I ask that you bless everyone here, Father. As we have come to the knowledge and understanding of your Holy Spirit and the effect He has upon our lives, may we continue to grow from grace to grace. Father, may we be blessed. May we be set apart for your name's sake, Lord. Father, may we never be overcome by anything, but may we overcome every situation that stands before us because greater are you who is in us than whatever is in the world. Father, we thank you for this time and this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, at this time, I would like to take communion. Amen. You know, it's something that we've been doing for quite a while, and the testimonies have been amazing. I think that what I'm going to do is that next week, I'm going to invite some of my church members to share the, their testimonies live. Amen. I'll just grab a couple of them to share the testimonies and share the great effect that Jesus Christ has, has had upon their lives. And I know that we'll continue to be blessed in Jesus' name. You know, so I think what I'll do is that I'll just invite a couple of people and then they will come and share what God has been doing or what God has done in their lives, and I know that we'll be blessed so if you have your communion i would I just want you to take communion we're quickly going to go to go through this whatever communion you have let's let's you can get milk, you can get bread, you can get biscuits, you can get juice, you can get um you know anything that can be used to represent the body and the blood of Jesus, and I will anoint it. And many great things will happen in your life look whatever struggles you are going through, whatever sickness you 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 have right now God is going to touch your life in the name of Jesus so if you have your if you have your your milk or you have whatever you are using to represent the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus um just I'll just read a short passage you know. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the Bible says in First Corinthians from verse 23, it says, For I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he took bread, sorry, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. I want you to take the body of Jesus that you have, if it's bread, biscuit, whatever it is. So I want you to take it up and then lift it. And let me anoint it and pray over it. And give thanks to God for the great things he he has done and is going to do. Father, we come before you and we ask that you touch every life under the sound of my voice. Touch every life, every spirit, every body touch in the name of Jesus Father I give you thanks for the many great things that you have done I give you thanks for healings I give you thanks for we have received the body of Jesus I give you thanks for our bodies are strengthened for our minds are strengthened I give you thanks for overcoming power I give you thanks Lord that we will stop fornicating I give you thanks Lord that we will we'll stop being lazy. I give you thanks, Lord. That we will be able to overcome every form of adversity. I give you thanks for every sickness in our body is gone. I give you thanks, Lord, for this life that you have given us. I give you thanks for we appreciate the little things we have. For we are not ungrateful. I give you thanks in the name of Jesus, Lord. I give you thanks for this great blessing. and This opportunity to, to, to partake. In your body and in your blood, that body that was shed for us on the cross of Calvary, I give you thanks. For that sacrifice you made, that I, that I will not perish in hell, but I will receive salvation, I give you thanks. That my body is for you, I give you thanks. That I will no longer do certain sins that so easily beset me, I give you thanks. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. the same manner also he took the cup which when he had supped he said um, sorry after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. I want you to just lift the body of Christ. Sorry, I want you to lift the blood of Christ. And let me pray over it. Father, we come before you once again. I ask, Lord, for healing of every infirmity, every disease. Cleanse us in the blood of Jesus. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. May we be renewed. May we be new. I come against accidents. I come against the spirit of death. You will not die. That journey you are about to make, you will not die. An accident will not take your life in the name of Jesus, but you will overcome. Your life will be spared. Father, I pray against armed robberies. Your life will never be taken in an armed robbery attempt. Guns will not be used on you. Knives will not be used on you. I come against spiritual portals. I come against spirits that drink blood in calabashes. I come against evil intentions that have been planned for you. I come against evil lecturers that have planned evil things against you. I come against the spirit of failure as you are about to enter a new semester. May you be blessed. May you receive grace may you receive wisdom and understanding may you receive counsel and might may you receive knowledge may you receive the fear of god may you be blessed as you take this blood that was shed this blood that was shed for your many sins because though your sins were red as scarlet this blood has made them white as snow may you be blessed By the giftings of God. May you be blessed. May you never be a failure. May you never be an example of a bad thing. But may you be the example that your family use. Of a good thing. I pray for miracle money. I pray for miracle mobile money. For many, many people. Father your children. They need to be financed. In the name of Jesus. I pray for miracle mobile money. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Bless them Lord. Grant them a mobile money surprise. (laughs) That person that is struggling, send help from somewhere. Feed your people, Lord, as they take this blood of Jesus. Feed your people, Lord. Cause them to never depart from your ways. Cause them to never depart from your will. We thank you for the blood. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, Finally, I want us to just lift your hands wherever you are for the benediction. Let me quickly prophesy a few things over your life. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, as the week is about to end, Father, we thank you for your protection and guidance over the previous week. We thank you for everything you've done for us, the things we don't even know. I pray for forgiveness of sins for everyone. Father, we pray, Lord, that forgive us of our sins, the lies we've told, the bad things we've said, the evil things we've done, the thoughts we've had, the lusts, the fornications, the the stealing, mm-hmm. Father, the disobedience, the disloyalty. Forgive us of everything in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray, Lord, that in the in the coming week, we will be prosperous. I pray that you be protected over the coming week. I pray that may God's hand be over your life. I come against situations that will frustrate you. I come against problems. I come against loss of money. I come against I come against prayerlessness. I pray that in the name of Jesus, may you seek God in the coming week. May God be your strength, your shelter that you run into. May God be your strength when you are weak. May God be The Alpha and the Omega in your life. I come against other idols that will try to take God's place. May you be blessed. May you receive a gift. May you receive a good surprise from God this week in Jesus' name. May you not be scammed. May you not be defrauded. May you not be kidnapped. Father, we come against all kidnappings in the name of Jesus. You will not lose your life, but you will be blessed. Come against the spirit of death over everyone at the sound of my voice. May you go far. May May you have new convictions. May you be turned around. May you be turned new. We thank you, Father, for these great blessings. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We've come to the end of our time together. Join us next time and thank you for listening. God bless you.